Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, and welcome to this next episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I have with me Monique. Welcome to the show, Monique. Thank you so much, Matt. How are you? I am fan freaking tastic. <laughs> Perfect. How are you? I'm amazing. This is a wonderful day, truly. Excellent. I hear rumors that you have settled in the capital of the world in Chiang Mai. <laughs> I don't settle. Um, I'm never going to settle, but I crowned myself here. So, yeah, somehow. Excellent. <laughs> Now, believe it or not, not everyone in the world know about you yet. I know mm. it sounds very unbelievable, but yeah. it is probably the case. So uh, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do and what makes you awesome? Yeah, totally. Um, so, well, uh, Matt said it. My name is Monique. Um, I usually hang out with elephants at the weekend and um, I'm totally obsessed with yellow and pineapples and that's probably the most important things you should know about me. Other than that, I am a high performance and human optimization specialist and this is literally just some fancy words for me helping entrepreneurs and business owners to slow down in order to speed up. And that means that I'm helping you to take time out of your business that you kind of probably spent wasting as in doing busy, ta uh, busy tasks and uh, BS kind of um, tasks that you don't even necessarily have to do. And we use this time to, well, you know, give it back to your life and just enjoy what you're supposed to enjoy. That sounds like something a lot of my audience would love to know more about. So that's exactly the reason why we have you here today. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously your, your focus is very much about performance and, and, and sort of optimization and so on. Do you want to tell me a, a little bit about your secret sauce? Yeah. Um, so my secret sauce is called the time method. It's a framework that I developed throughout the past 15 years of just my work experience, my personal experience, all the knowledge I got throughout university as I studied project management. And I guess just the few little stories that I experienced myself as, for example, dying of a cardiac arrest and being clinically dead for 25 seconds, or a heavy burnout with a lifelong spine injury that literally kicked my ass uh, knowing that I have to change something. And so the method is uh, basically four areas that I believe that every high achieving uh, business leader needs to improve themselves and to, to actually achieve a work life plus state. And I don't really believe in balance. Balance is something that we wish we could achieve but I don't think as a human being, balance is something that we um, somehow can achieve. <laughs> so um, yeah, and time is basically an abbreviation for time management, impactful leadership, mind hacking, and energy efficiency. And then I bring myself into it, and that's basically the secret sauce behind it. That sounds magical. So uh, 
what are the four areas that people should work on? Right. So um, just as mentioned before, it's time management. So time management is a huge umbrella for so many things. So with time management, um, I usually start to improve priority, focus and clarity in all areas when it comes to their business and also in their lives. Um, preferable looking at their schedules, right? So when we look at all the tasks, usually I look at a list of let's just say an average 100 tasks, and I'm not kidding, people have task lists, they are longer than the Quran or the Bible and whatever. And so I take this list and usually we are able to cut it down to about 10%. Because let's be real, if we would be just able to focus and we are able, we just need to do it. We are able to focus on the bare minimum, our outcomes will be maximized. And this is just, this is actually physics right but um it's a law by nature and we just need to apply it to ourselves so i do this in time management and then we go really deep into optimizing their schedules their planning um how they apply very very different methods it could be pomodoros could be time sprints it could be any kind of um hacks that they want to use And I have clients, they're ADHD identified or diagnosed as well. And we have different methods of how they can use um, time better for themselves. And then we move on into impactful leadership. And that's definitely a topic that you were one of the masters of too. But I make a really big uh, point of, of telling my clients and also teaching them that there is a huge difference between being a leader and being a manager. I'm sure you agree. Yep, definitely. <laughs> And uh, for me, I start with the leadership part because for me, leadership comes from the inside out. It's the way how you show up. It's the way how you um, carry yourself. It's the way how you also don't show up, right? So there's always like two sides of the metal. So yep. we, are, we are looking into that. And really, it's not only how you want to be, but how you actually are um, like your true character and also your basically your thoughts and your behavioral patterns when you show up in a time of crisis, for example, or what happens when you're actually filthy rich and then how, you do, how do you behave with people, for example, when you're filthy rich, right? So we're looking at these kind of things. And um, then there is this mind hacking part And mind hacking for me is just another word for mindset or for whatever kind of work is behind our minds. And I use mind hacking because it sounds so much better to a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners than mindset. They kind of seem to, um, you know, they kind of seem to be a little bit put off sometimes as mindset work. And I'm fine. I really don't care how we call it. For me, it's just important we're going to do it because If you do the mindset work, I feel like you've paid already half of the rent for your business and your life. Yep. And so most of the times, I think it's especially like the fears that come up and the resistance. There is so much resistance that come up with my work because it's so counterintuitive um, with all the things that society teaches us that we are social programmed with. And that just doesn't feel right because we don't. We don't seem to be used to them or 
it just doesn't make sense first, but it's actually based on science, based on neuroscience, on human nature and human behavior in the core of if we wouldn't be social programmed, right? And that's what I use. And the last part is just energy efficiency. And I think you and me, we had great conversations last week about it because it's one uh, part of this uh, framework that I still learn myself a lot about and how to apply it to myself. And this is very, very interesting to me. Um, so I start usually out with like habits and routines and move also into, you know, kind of vibrations between people and how energy shows up, how you can feel it and so on. It sounds woo, it's not, it's metaphysics. So no crystals or uh, fairy dust needed. Awesome. Yeah, one, one of my personal favorites is when people come to me and like, yeah, I want to learn this time management so I can handle all these 1,000 tasks on my to-do list. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no human beings can manage time. That will happen no matter what. But yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> really the, the, the game is, I, I, I don't really talk about time management. I call it priority management nowadays because, mm. yeah, you can't really manage something that you don't control. I love it. Yeah. So, who are the key type of people you work with? Like, who, who are the, the type of clients that you normally work with, Monique? Mm. They're two different ones, but they do have something in common. So, what they have in common is they know how to make money and they make quite a lot of it. Um, they are, when we look from the outside, they are quite successful for... Um, for starting as an entrepreneur themselves. So usually they're entrepreneurs or business owners. Um, they would make usually a minimum of like half a million or a million per year. Most of them have two, three businesses. And one of them is the most successful one. So that's their flagship business. Um, all of my clients so far, except of one, has, have been um, men. Um, I had one woman and she slayed the heck out of my work. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Um, but all of the other uh, clients have been men. And I think it's, I think it's a lot because there's still obviously like a, a shift happening of how many women are entrepreneurs, but also of how um, my, probably like just what I'm talking about and um, how I present uh, the topics that I'm talking about resonate with people. So I think it's just something that women are often more aware of their energies and a little bit like, you know, how they need to take care of themselves. And men often get uh, into this place of where they just push too hard and then they wonder why nothing works anymore. And then I'm talking about it in a way that where I've experienced, I've still been in this place of, I wondered what happened with me and myself too. So I was kind of in this area, like I had no freaking idea what happened when I burned out. I was like, I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why I break down in the middle of the hallway down to work. And so, and I think this resonates with them because I speak from a place where they know they are kind of moving towards. And so they're usually men beginning of 30 until mid 40s, and as I said, successful, but what they all miss is the life part. Sometimes they don't even see their partners. 
Um, they know they exist, but unfortunately, they kind of don't have time to see them. If they have time, they usually do have their phones in the hand and kind of are available for work or do work while dinner or something like that. And then the two differences are the one client is coming to me because they do work so hard. They still hustle and cry and they still push forward and they feel like this is going to end in a disaster. And that's why they come to me and they want to be more efficient and they want to like, as you said, they want to manage their time, uh, which we both know doesn't work well. So, um, they want to just know how can they take themselves out of this um, red race, basically, that they created for themselves and get more into this flow state. And the other client version is they have like a balance sheet full of money and they want to create a legacy and leave a, like a lot of impact and they want to just create their ultimate potential and see how far they can go. But because there is no financial pressure behind it, they feel like they don't have the pressure and the, and the kind of motivation behind it and the drive. So they come to me and ask for my uh, German work ethics. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, like, I guess most of your client is looking for German efficiency, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. What's the generally the most surprising thing that happens? Like, well, what's the, like when you look at a sort of a big part of your client, what, what, what surprised you the most about them? Honestly, um, no offense, but how freaking chaotic almost every single client that comes to me is and still how they can be so successful. Like every single of my clients basically wings it every day. So they get up and they be like, yeah, what am I going to do today? You know, when I asked them like, what's your goal for next year? And they're like, uh, to grow my company. I'm like, fantastic. That's the best goal I've ever heard. <laughs> so it's like, obviously I'm not going to make fun of them, but it's just me and you'll get the German sarcasm that's uh, unheard of basically with it. And I'm like, man, like how did you get to this point of making millions of dollars with this unorganized business life, you know? And it's, I don't know why, but it surprises me every single time. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it, it happens consistently and, and, Honestly, every one of my coaching clients, when when I talk to them, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I think everyone else have everything sorted out, but you know, my business is a mess. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry, you're like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> really? No one have got it figured out, right? So it's yeah. always about, like, for every business, it's always a lot more messy than it should be. And, and everything goes in peaks and troughs, right? So sometimes it's a little bit better, sometimes it's not so good. But re reality is, and in principle, when you deal with a lot of human beings, there's always a lot of stuff. There's always friction. There's always, you know, there's always things happening and, and things changing. And, and, and the key thing, and, and what, what I do when I teach management is really helping people deal with it, right? Building the frameworks, building the systems to deal with it so that you're able to, 
right? Because yeah. just just like crisis will happen, you know, unexpected stuff like the the market will crash, and you know, stuff will happen always every time. You can't predict anything that's going to happen. You can't protect yourself from everything in the world. Uh, so it's much more developing the right skill set, mindset, and personality, attitude, etc., to be able to actually deal with the stuff that comes your way. Right? Yeah, totally. Okay, that's that's uh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, let's see some of your personal weakness. What's the one thing that you're still working on with yourself that you still struggle with? Uh, Business-wise or personal-wise? You pick. Okay, so definitely um, for my personal, I think it, it's both kind of related business and personal. So definitely like the advanced version of energy efficiency for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen it last week when we met at the conference. So for me, it just shifted a lot because I've done a heck of a lot of uh, mind hacking or as I call it, inner work. Um, in the past, uh, actually in the past decade, but the, the work that I've done in the past year and a half has been just catapulting me from being, you know, a regular forest walker to a ultra marathon runner, uh, in my mind, basically. And so what I figured out is that I truly have to manage my energy on a way different level than I used to do that and that I kind of was in a wrong um how would you say it in the wrong position for like 28 years and then I didn't know what position I'm in energetically and now I know and now I can basically figure it out so it means for 28 years I thought I was an extreme extrovert and that's how I behaved and it would suck the heck out of me. Like it was like an energy suck, but I didn't realize. And I also, just because I kept pushing through it, through social events, through tons of parties, through um, ongoing jobs, I would not have less than two or three jobs at a time. And even if I was full-time employed, uh, I would have jobs on the side or freelancing on the side or a business on the side, whatever it is. And like starting this journey of this uh, personal inner work has shown me that this was a way of coping with different uh, things that just happened very early in my life. Now I'm at the point I was, I'm like, Oh, I'm actually so not extrovert. (laughs) Um, and, uh, how the heck am I going to deal with, for example, at this conference with 300 people around me that most of them, I don't know. I, I probably knew like a handful of them. Um, I knew also that one, two, three people maybe could have been absolutely not resonating with my energy or the other way around. So that can, uh, give me some troubles basically. And I was also aware that if I get into the wrong place of this energy, that this has physical consequences in form of nerve pain, which I wasn't able to repel. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So this is something that I'm consistently learning right now, how to efficiently and effectively managing the energies around and not letting them in. Okay. Yep. That's uh, I mean, I, I think that's one of the fundamentals, right? Like no matter how successful, no matter how well things are going, there's always things you can improve. And I think one, one of the fundamentals for me is, is, is making sure you find that space and that time for the personal development, right? Because for, for me, at least what I see, like often people do personal development, they get successful and then they forget all about it again. And I, yeah. I always feel it's such a shame because it, it, it's what got you to where you are and it's what will make the difference in the next step, right? Just yeah. because you made your 10 million or just because you've, you know, taking a, 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 some good steps doesn't mean you've made it, right? Mm-hmm. Life, life is a long, hopefully a, a long, a long joy, right? And and you hopefully have plenty of opportunities to do more, right? And and like generally, again, the successful people I meet, it's like life is not about making the ten million and spending your time lying in a swimming pool, like that. For, for, for ambitious people, for people who, who want to do things in life, like that doesn't work, right? So it's as much being able to just push through it and, and consistently keep learning. And, and I think that's definitely, I mean, even for myself, like the lesson I've learned is is you, you need to plan time for it, right? Yeah. Because in some periods, it's so much harder and it's so much easier to say, oh, I should be doing this thing or that thing. But, but really, if, if you take away your learning if you take away the sort of personal development aspect of your in your own situation like you 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 basically handicap yourself a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, it's what's gonna really bring you forward right yeah totally so okay that's uh that sounds super exciting Monique. yeah um <laughs> anything else any any awesome resources you have or anything like that you think the audience here should should really know about um so for me i love to read the books of robert green mm-hmm. um especially the last one the laws of human nature for me they are basically the key to understand um human behavior um behavioral patterns and also the way how human interactions work. And this book is a, is a beast. Um, I consume books in the form of audiobooks, and it was like 30 hours. And um, it took me about, I think, three weeks to go through. And it's on my list again. So I, it, I probably take another two or three takes um, to go through it. So this is definitely certainly one thing. And then there's just a few um a few apps and stuff that you can use to to get around distractions a little bit more on your phone and um on your on your laptop, for example. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm sure you've shared them before. Definitely. Definitely. We have had a bunch. Yeah. So that's very good. That's very good. Uh, Monique, if people want to know more about you, get in contact with you, etc., what is the right places to go and so on? Um, so thanks for asking. 
the best way is probably to find out everything about what I do and get some free resources is my website. So that's moniquelintner.com. So the surname is a little bit tricky. Um, I'll make sure we include it in the show notes. <laughs> perfect. And otherwise, just put the same name into Facebook and find the most yellow profile that you've ever seen. And that's me. Sounds exciting. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me here today, Monique. It was great talking to you. And I'm sure my audience will love to hear all this good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and I'll hope to speak soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.